Hi there, my name is Scott Johnson from Choice Home Loans and welcome to the first episode of the Perth Mortgage Tips podcast. As I said, I'm your host, Scott Johnson from Choice Home Loans. And today I'll be speaking with Peter Rafferty from the Professionals Real Estate Chain in Forestfield. But before we head straight into the interview, I just wanted to share a little bit of information on myself. I've been a mortgage broker now for the past 12 years, currently based in Gosnells, but assisting clients all over Perth. The aim of this podcast is to provide you, the listener, with an abundance of high-quality, content-rich material. Over the next 12 months, I will be interviewing a variety of different professionals that are linked to the mortgage broker industry, ranging from real estate agents, accountants, solicitors, financial planners, insurance professionals, and home handymen. If you have any questions for future podcasts, please email me at scottj at chl.net.au. That's scottj at chl.net.au. Now, today we have several questions that uh, people have a- emailed me with, and they come from uh, a variety of different su- uh, suburbs within Perth. So we'll get straight into the first question. The first two are questions that I have designed. So uh, the question is to me, uh, to Pete, that is, why did you want to become a real estate agent in the first place, Pete? Yeah, Scott. Um, I chose to enter real estate after completing a 12-month property investing course. Um, real estate is something I've always been interested in and what it can do for uh, people in terms of residual income source, that's the type of forced savings plan for me, and wealth creation. After completing the investment course, I thought what better way to invest in property than to be at the coalface. A main contributing factor is the flexible hours, which still enables me to be at all my kids' special occasions, sports, school assemblies, etc. Um, another is helping people achieve what they have set out to when upgrading or downsizing to their new home. In essence, we're really self-employed, so the more we work, the more we earn, usually, but it is entirely up to us. So what areas do you specialise in, Pete? Do you do a variety of different areas, or do you tend to concentrate on any one suburb specifically? Yeah, at the moment, I'm currently based in Forestfield with uh, Professional Steel and Clark. Um, we have the foothills as our core area of expertise. Um, we go from Wattle Grove through to Helena Valley and all the suburbs in between. Um, in these type of markets, they find sales rep branching out into all suburbs with listings, which is not always the best way to go unless you know and trust the agent to uh, work for you. That sounds good. That sounds good. So we're heading straight into our first question is from uh, a, a kind of informally. Now, they've asked... I've noticed that not all real estate agents are members of REWA. I thought membership of REWA was compulsory. Is that not the case, Pete? Um, no, membership's not compulsory for REWA. Um, it's usually advisable to um, use a REWA agency. Um, with uh, REWA, we have access to um, extra material and information not available to um, non-members. And also we have the use of um, Rewa.com, which is now the second most visited real estate website in WA. Okay. And I suppose apart from the Rewa website, you'd 
advertise on, on the other real estate yeah. sites like uh, realestate.com, domain, all the main ones. That sounds good. Well, this is a relatively new uh, item that I came across personally about, I think it was two or three years ago now. And this question comes from Rolly Stone, where Bob has asked, can you clarify the recently introduced legislation surrounding residual current devices, RCDs? Yeah, um, as of August 2009, RCD installation became compulsory for homes being rented or sold. RCDs are fitted into the meter box to protect from electrocution. Um, there's two, one for the power points and the other is for the lighting circuits. Um, any home built since 2001 will have RCDs already. It's compulsory for all new homes built. Um, the only exemption is when a house is being demolished, but the demolition date must be stated and no longer than six months from the settlement date. Um, now it is also compulsory for hard white smoke alarms as well. Um, these need to be placed at um, each bedroom area of the house. We'll have to excuse the uh, ambulance there. This, uh, we're in Gosnells at the office recording this, so it could either be uh, a police car, an ambulance, or a fireman. So uh, it, it, excuse the noise there. Uh, the next question comes from Quinana. And uh, Julie asks, is there a set fee paid to real estate agents for their service? Um, no, um, most agents will have a um, schedule of fees that they work by, which is usually similar in most um, companies. Not all reps will use this schedule, but some believe their services aren't worth, worth the full price, so you'll always find someone who will do it cheaper. You must remember that cheaper is not always better, as these reps can be just looking for a sale and not have to achieve the best sale price for their sellers. Uh, word of mouth is the best method to find your selling rep. If you don't know anyone in real estate, ask a neighbour who has just sold their house what they thought of the level of service they received and whether that they would recommend um, using them. Okay, good. Uh, this question comes from Forestfield, your niche area, Pete. Yes. Uh, it says, in most real estate commentary, people talk about the median price. What does this refer to? Is this the same as the average price or what's the median price exactly? No, um, median price is actually um, the middle middle sale price in a series of sales. So if 15 property sales are recorded in a suburb, they are listed from lowest to highest in the middle or eighth sale, and then becomes the median price for that suburb. When the average price is mentioned, it's calculated by adding up the value of all sales in the suburb and then dividing it by the number of sales. Um, when you're working out a price for your own property, individual research is advisable. Because, many, because of the many variables associated. Median pricing can vary from period to period, maybe a run on high-end properties, which then raises the median, and the next recording may have been a run on lower-end properties. It is always better to look at the um, 5 to 10-year growth rate than rely on short-term reports. Okay, that's good, that's good. Oh, this is a question close to my own heart now, Pete, because whenever I purchase property, I've got to be honest, People may think I'm actually sort of Scottish, not Welsh, because I try to get away with the least amount of deposit to put down on a property. But this question does come from Kalamanda, and it says, is there a set deposit I need to give a real estate agent when signing a contract? Um, no, there's not, Scott. 
Um, there is no set amount, really. Um, the deposit is really just a show of faith that you are serious about purchasing the property, although a larger deposit will usually help when your offer is presented to the seller. Um, they're not compulsory in WA, but it's advisable to put one in at least. So it's lucky that you don't come across me most weekends. Exactly. <laughs> um, this question is from Les Moody. It says, now, I've heard this on... Um, my own clients when uh, I, I'm organising their finance, and it says, no one knows my home better than me. Why should I employ a real estate agent? Um, there's lots of different plans of thought, but um, that saying is that no one knows my teeth better than me, but uh, I'm not going to work on them. Um, you need someone who specialised in all different fields for all different types of things. This is all we do, and we have the expertise to find the best deal for you and to follow through with all the necessary documentation. We qualify our buyer before, before presenting offers so as not to waste your time with the home off the market um, with an offer that's not going nowhere. Also with an agent, we take the emotional element, element out of the situation. We are selling a house whereas, whereas you would be selling your home. Buyers feel more confident telling us about their dislikes or concerns with the property as they know we won't take offence, whereas an owner may they making the transaction a much smoother and stress-free process for the seller. I agree with that because I know when I was selling my last home, uh, it's never the easiest thing to accept criticism uh, of your home. So it, 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 if you do have the independent agent there, uh, it, it, it takes that, uh, that close link away from it. So that's true, Pete. Uh, okay, from Canada, it says, if I'm paying a real estate fee, why should I pay extra to market my own home and advertise it? Um, it's another old saying, um, you can't sell a secret. So, you know, it's important to maximise your exposure in the marketplace. Most people want paper ads, um, which are very expensive. Normally uh, over $100 just for a small ad. So we ask for a contribution to the advertising expenses. Um, the real estate selling fee is for selling the property and the work done by us. The advertising fee is asked for us as we charge, are charged by other companies to advertise your property. So the fee or part of it is only fair and reasonable, in my opinion. Okay, okay. This one comes from Joe in Kenwick. Um, I, I watch quite a few of the real estate programs on Fox Pete, and there is a great talk now of these buyer's agents. Is there anything actually different between a buyer's agent and a selling agent? Yeah, it's basically as the name suggests, it's um, a buyer's agent is actually working for the buyer to find the best available property at the best price for the buyer and is paid for, therefore, by the buyer. The selling agent works at getting the best possible price for the seller and then tends to pay for by the seller. Um, a sales rep may have a buyer for a property they have listed but could still be working for the seller and therefore shares the selling agent commission. This is known as a conjunctional deal. Always check if your agency does conjunctional deals with other agencies, so it's not li not to limit your buying pool. Um, you want other agents to bring their buyers through your home also. Alright, thanks Pete. Now this question uh, <coughs> from Pauline in Canningvale. This, I deal with a lot of first home buyers. Um, you have to tread carefully uh, when dealing with first home buyers, I, I believe, but do you have any advice for the first home buyers who you may come in contact with looking to enter the market? 
Yeah, um, the first bit of advice I give is to, uh, to remember it's actually their first home, not their final home, and we all had to start somewhere. The idea is to get yourself in the market with something that is affordable for your situation. Remember that your situation may change at any time. As a first-time buyer, if you don't have kids, do you really need a large 4x2 home, or will the basic 3x1 do until you decide to expand your family? With the current first home buyer scheme, you are able to purchase a property that is currently rented. So if you're able to stay at your parents' house for around 11 months, you can have the added bonus of getting a real good jump on your mortgage repayments. Okay, now this particular question, Pete comes from Cribbedon, and I've seen this in the newspapers, especially the Sunday Times, uh, and I thought, what's going on? It is in We're the not lazy. <laughs> In the good old days when I used to see home opens open for an hour, but now the opening times seem to be getting shorter and shorter. Can you give us your view on why this is the case? Yeah, it's basically becoming a strategy now is um, to get people into certain home opens. Like if someone wants to see four properties which are open between one and two, they don't feel a great urgency to see anyone in particular first. But if one of those properties is only one to one thirty, um, that's one that I'll make sure they get to first so as not to miss out on it. Okay, so I suppose what that's doing is that's bringing the, the real quality people who have real interest in that property to your house first. That's it, yep. Okay. Final question for this first episode, Peter. Really? Time has gone, is against us, but uh, the last question is from Tom in Dunkraig. It says, it, it appears that more Eastern state sales occur via auction than by offer and acceptance. Why is this so? Um, in the Eastern states, it's basically that's all they do and all they know. Um, everything's done over there, or just about everything comes via auction. Here in WA, auctions aren't readily used as a selling tool, as buyers don't always like the terms associated with the auctions. Um, here we like to have our termite inspections, finance clauses, warranties, um, building inspections and all the other individual clauses. While at auctions you need the money readily available and terms are usually, as is on auction day, uh, there's no warranties and settlement within 30 days. Thank you Peter and thanks for everyone for tuning in to this first episode of the Mortgage Tips Podcast. Now, if you need anything finance-wise, you can contact us at scottj at chl.net.au or the office on 9394-0627. All things real estate, contact Peter Rafferty and he'll give you his contact details now. Yeah, you can contact me on 0407-980-043 or you can email me at Peter at sterlingclark.com.au. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, and we look forward to recording the second episode next month. Until then, have a great day.